one, two, and three. Talk with Easy Podcast, where we focus on building, connecting, and networking. Today, I have a special guest in the building, Mackenzie Roark. Hi. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me on. Good, good. Uh, of course, you know, I appreciate you coming through, and, uh, you know, we're going to get into a little bit of your story. So, yeah. Uh, first, uh, where are you from? Um, so... I was born in Maryland, so I'm, I'm from Maryland, but mm-hmm. my family moved down um, to Virginia when I was about 10, so grew mm-hmm. up in Chesterfield, like actually kind of around this area, mm-hmm. um, and then I, you know, I live in Richmond now. I got you. Okay. Yeah. How was uh, your upbringing? Was How music was involved with that? Or? Um, yeah, yes. I would say yes, yes and no. Um, you know, I always grew up with, you know. My my parents like influenced us, you know, musically and mm-hmm. showed us lots of lots of music and things like that. Um, I grew up like in the church, and so that's okay. kind of like a big part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of how I got into music was mm-hmm. sort of through the church, and like church. Okay. I was, you know, my my parents were like, you have to do an activity, you have to do like a. Um, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sorry. My parents were like, you have to do an extracurricular activity. And I was kind of like, I'm, I was never into sports. I was never into um, like anything competitive. Like I just like had no interest in that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I started playing guitar and uh, started taking lessons. And so my parents were like, you have to do church band in like oh, middle okay. school. Like, like you have to do church band. And I was like, all right. Like <laughs> I didn't yeah. really want to, but uh-huh. like did. Um, and it was actually really good because like through like playing in church band and stuff, like just mm. learning chords, learning how to like play and sing together, mm. learning how to like be like, do it in front of people and not be like terrified, you know? Right. Um, so that, you know, that's kind of how like music sort of like playing music sort of like came in to play in okay. my life. Um, and then like, you know, as I got older and started like kind of writing my own stuff and kind of, it kind of took off from there. Right. Yeah. Now for those that don't know, what type of music are you making? Um, so historically, (laughs) um, I've mostly made like Americana folksy old country is kind of the term that, you know, I'll use to describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of within that vein of, you know. I try to have songs that are lyrically rich. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them are on the more like <clears throat> silly side, but like, yeah, I try, you know, lyrics are important to me. Um, I like the instrumentation of, of like country music and, you know, so things that I've recorded have had, you know, pedal steel, banjo, mandolin, fiddle, you know, okay. like a lot of those instruments. instruments okay. Um, so yeah. And, but you know, but now I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of at a place where I'm like taking a bit of a turn and not, I'm not as like country music focused right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of like I want to do a little more rock and roll, um, just because that's kind of where I just feel myself kind of going right now. Right. Um, but yeah, so alt country is kind of how we can define the the music that's out, you know, on the streaming on the platforms. platforms. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I got you. Now, about what age did you start taking it seriously? Because I noticed you do a lot of gigs and things mm-hmm. like that. Now, about what age did you start jumping into that lane of it? Well, so. That all started because I went to Ireland for a year to get my master's degree in creative okay. writing. And so I lived in Ireland and it was awesome and mm. uh, started playing a lot of things over there, like open mics and just like jam circles and stuff and started playing music like just for fun. That's kind of how I was meeting people over there. Yeah. It's just through music. And so um, I met some friends and, and 
they were just kind of like very encouraging and they're mm-hmm. like, you could, you should try to make money doing this. And so I came home from that year and this was like, uh, 2015, 2016, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like t- summer of 2016. I was like, I'm going to get myself some gigs. And so I just like mass emailed like everyone in the area that, d- that has live music, live music yeah. and just like sent them. All I had was like a YouTube video mm-hmm. of myself singing and was mm-hmm. like, can I play in your restaurant? And so I started booking, then and then it really became like a major part of like my income you know and so for the past like i mean that's been like seven eight years something like that i've been gigging like very regularly um and trying to kind of work and you know something i'm working on this year is, is trying to like not do as many of the bar gigs where no one's paying attention and trying to do some more um not serious, but just like more intentional with my booking, like yeah. playing, playing to audiences that are actually going to like listen to me and mm-hmm. appreciate me. And like, I'm not just like some background noise, you know, cause yeah. I've, I've done that for a long time and that can be a little exhausting. <laughs> oh, I understand. I'm, I'm an artist first. So I definitely yeah. understand that trying yeah. to reach out and I definitely give you your props. Cause a lot of yeah. artists that I've seen through the years, not all of them, but some kind of play it lazy and they don't understand how important it is to reach out, you know, to those venues and places. I mean, that's how you're going to get it done. You know, it's like, no one's going to come to you. I mean, sometimes maybe someone will come to you and be like, Hey, can you play here? And that happens to me now. But Mm -hmm. you know, when you're first, like no one, when you're first starting out, no one knows who you are. No one cares. Like, you know, like you got to reach out. You got to like make those connections. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Now rolling high, feeling low, right? Uh huh. What was the process like making that album? So, um, so it was, it, that was my big project for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, my new year's resolution last year was to make an album. And so I had a good amount of songs that I knew I wanted to record. Um, but still like didn't have all of them. And like, you know, I've been wanting to do a full length album for a long time, but I've put it off and put it off because I'm like, my songs aren't ready. They're not ready. They're not good enough. You know? And so it's just like, I put it off. And so last year I'm like, this has to happen. So, um, I am on a record label called vocal rest records. And that's within the past like two years or so I've been involved with that. Um, and that's kind of like a collective of musicians in, in Richmond. We all kind of play a similar style of music, kind of all in the same vein of that sort of alternative country-ish sound Mm -hmm. um so that so being a part of that group has been amazing because I've had people there to kind of help with the recording process and the producing process and I've had just I've been able to like get a lot of connections through that and so um yeah so I we basically booked studio time uh with this like little basically home studio it's Mm -hmm. in a house um and it's actually yeah it's not far from here we booked a weekend we went in we did like all of the um we didn't do everything but we did like a you know a lot that weekend brought in the full band like Uh laid it all down and then kind of throughout the rest of the summer i would go back and do overdubs and have you know people come in and sing harmonies and and whatever so it was actually like, it was a lot of work. It's a lot of coordinating. It's a lot of like making sure everyone's schedules line up and like making sure everybody's on the same page with everything. Mm. You have to be like very organized I'm to sure. make an album. And like, yeah. that's something I've learned. It's like, you have to be like on top of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so that, that was basically last summer, last ma- summer. making that. And, uh, 
yeah, wasn't too painful or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the people that I worked with are all amazing and talented and just so good at what they do. Um, and I had, you know, a producer, my friend Trey, who's the head mm-hmm. of uh, the label, produce the album for me. And so kind of like helped me with, you know, figuring yeah. out what, what creative direction I wanted to go in, in terms of like, you know, the different songs and stuff. Right. So now the reason why I asked what the process was like is because like in my field, you know, with hip hop, most of the time those instrumentals are already laid out. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know in, in that field, mm-hmm. it's more so instruments are being like live, you know, played in the studio that you have to mix more, yeah. and, you know, things like that. That's oh, why yeah. I was curious. To- yeah. Yeah. It was, it, we did a lot of live takes. Mm-hmm. Like we recorded all the songs basically live, like with drums, bass, guitar, um, scratch, acoustic guitar, scratch vocals. And so mm-hmm. we got like the, the like, uh, foundation down and then like went back and like did you know the real take of acoustic guitar and like my real vocals and mm-hmm. we could like you know redo all that stuff and make it more perfect but yeah there was a lot of live recording which is kind of like can be nerve-wracking for oh, whatever sure. reason yeah. it's just like it's I can only imagine. yeah because yeah. it's like and thankfully like i said everyone was so amazing it's not like we got like caught up on a song that no you know we just mm-hmm. weren't getting or whatever like yeah. everyone uh, yeah, learn the material really well. <laughs> right. Now, on the other side, you know, once it's all done, performing live, mm-hmm. um, how is, like, what's your process of getting ready for that before we get into yeah. like, what goes on? So I think that depends on what kind of show it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of solo gigs, just kind of here and there, breweries, restaurants, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for that is like, I don't even, it doesn't even like register to me anymore that I'm about mm-hmm. to perform. It just kind of feels like a job. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, sure. it's like, I've done it so many times. So mm-hmm. it's like, bring in my stuff, set up my stuff, go to the bar, get a drink, like get, you know, do my thing for three hours. Yeah. I kind of like zone out in a way. Uh-huh. Cause I'm like, all right, three hours of these songs that I've been playing for years. Like I just kind of zone out and like, get it done, to mm-hmm. <laughs> get my check and go home, yeah, you know? Sure. But when it's like, uh, um, when it's like a big show or like a full band show, mm-hmm. um, or something where I know that it's like a little bit higher stakes or people are going to be paying attention to me. I mean, I do get nervous. Like mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I don't really know what that process is like. I mean, mentally I have to get in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to kind of like talk myself up and be like, you got this, you mm-hmm. know, like, right. cause it, you know, I've, I've played, um, I've played not like a lot of huge stages, but like a small handful of times that I've played like something that's like a little bit bigger and it is scary. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still not like over it at all. And I can't even mm-hmm. imagine like, I mean, I hope to like, you know, keep growing and the, in terms of like the size venues that I'm playing and things like yeah. that. And I'm like, I look at some of these big venues and I'm like, if I ever get there, I don't know like how I'm going to handle I'm it sure nerve wise. Way different feeling than yeah, where it is now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know for me, like my ritual is just pretty much isolating myself really you know, um, for any type of event like that. And yeah, just kind of get my head right. Like mm. you said, go get a drink, get myself together. Yeah. So, you know, I always wonder that, um, you yeah. know, because it's a different genre, you know. So yeah. I'm just curious to how yeah. the ritual thing was. Um, yeah. How important would you say it is for for artists to be professional or profesh, like I've seen you say, like online? <laughs> like, how would you? How important would you say it is for artists to be professional? Yeah. Like in what way? And and reaching out um, and carrying themselves, like when they go to different places and oh yeah. I mean, I think there's like a balance there because it's like, you know. First and foremost, we're artists, we're 
entertainers were performers. You know, it's like, we don't have to go in somewhere and be like corporate and use Mm -hmm. corporate speak and like Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think that's like expected. It's Mm -hmm. like, you gotta be yourself. You gotta be fun. You gotta sell. It's like, you gotta sell your personality as Mm -hmm. well as like the thing that you're making. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, just as important, but you know, being professional and like staying organized and not like, just like, being a shit show. (laughs) Like I do know some musicians that like it's hard for them to function, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, whatever. Um, I try to be very like responsible with, you know, my life and my booking and like staying on top of stuff. And I don't miss gigs. I don't like, you know, if, if I know that I can't make something, I try to give people like plenty of notice, you know, it's Mm -hmm. very rarely that I've had to like do something unprofessional, like cancel a gig last minute or Mm -hmm. something like that which I have done. I mean, um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta like stay professional so that you don't like burn bridges. You know, it's like, right, especially in this town, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. There's only so many places to play. Right. And so you don't want to get a bad reputation as someone who's flaky or someone mm-hmm. who doesn't show up or someone who just doesn't play well, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a problem. You don't want to be a problem. problem yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I got you. Um, so what are some inspirations in in your life, musically or, or personally? Does anyone in particular drive you to stay motivated with music? Um, hmm. I would say honestly, my community of fellow musicians mm-hmm. probably motivates me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like fortunate enough to be friends with like a lot of really, really talented people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a lot of my friends in Richmond are musicians, and so and I look at them and I see what they're doing and mm-hmm. how talented they are, and I'm right. like. I need to be on par with them, you know, like I need to keep up with that. And so Mm -hmm. that is like a big driver and motivator for me Mm -hmm. are the, you know, the other people that I see in Richmond making amazing music and doing like awesome things and just Mm -hmm. wanting to like be on their level, you know? Okay. Respect. I respect that. Um, what is a Mackenzie Rourke studio session? like? like from the point where you walk in that door. (laughs) Um, so like when we recorded the album, Mm -hmm. Honestly, pretty chill. I feel like almost like in, like, at least when we did this, I kind of feel like a passive participant in it because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have other people that like, so for example, the person that produced my album, my mm-hmm. friend Trey, he kind of like had a plan. We, we like formed a plan together, mm-hmm. but like, cause he was, you know, taking on the producer role. He kind of like helped execute that plan. And I'm just kind of like, all right, what do I need to do? Like between the audio engineer, the producer, like the other people who are like, quote in charge, like I know I'm in charge too, but like those people in that moment, they're Mm -hmm. kind of like in charge. And I just kind of like, I feel like I follow, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. they need to do. Um, so I'm not really at a place yet where, you know, I walk into a studio session and I'm like, trying to figure out the song. Like what's this part? Like what's mm-hmm. the, you know, and you're, it's really a creative time sure. because a lot of that I feel like had already been like figured out, you know, beforehand. Okay. Um, but I'd like to, you know, I'd like to do, I really haven't done like a lot of recording. Okay. I have recorded things. Mm-hmm. Obviously I have a EP and an album. album Those right. are really my two recording projects okay. and I've worked on other projects as well, but, um, you know, I'd love to like, get to a place where I can walk into a studio at like whist and just like be a little bit creative and like try different things. Different you know, things. I just haven't had that luxury yet because studio time is so expensive. And so it's like, yeah, I gotta like, be. Yeah. gotta be efficient with it. Like go in with a plan and be yeah. like, all right, we gotta knock this, this, this out, you mm-hmm. 
I got you. So yeah. would you say that most of the songs you recorded made the cut then? Or Oh, all of them. All yeah, of them yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was all very, like, planned out in advance. Mm. Like, definitely. Um, yeah, there's nothing that is recorded that is not out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, if someone was, was starting off like you started off, mm-hmm. you know, and they're trying to get to that next level of, of getting to gigs, you know, signing to a label or getting with a label, mm-hmm. what would be some advice you would give them if they're just starting out? Just a couple of things to lay on them. I would say my number one advice is be a part of the music community, like mm-hmm. be in the music scene, mm-hmm. figure out who in town is playing music similar to yours kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. and be friends with them. And the way to be friends with them is go to their shows, support their music and get to know people. And then they will support your music. And so I feel like just getting into that community mm-hmm. is so important. I know of several musicians who, you know, they just kind of live on the outskirts of it. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of like, why doesn't anyone come to my show? Why does my, the only people that come to my show are, you know, my parents or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, a couple friends or whatever. And it's like, you, you have to like, you have to like, I don't know, make some waves, be yeah, somebody yeah, like make, fine. make some friends, like show up for other people and they'll show up for you. So yeah. I think it's super important to just like, yeah, I don't know, be a part of that music community, find your like little corner of the scene, Mm -hmm. um, and get to know those people and just like support local music. Um, I guess other advice would be like, just, (laughs) um, you know, have the material, you know, like have, have, if you're trying to do gigs, if you're trying to, you know, get, get paid to go and play places, Mm -hmm know some like have two to three hours worth of stuff um Mm. and i that's kind of a lot to work up to for a lot of people but you kind of have to (laughs) so you'd probably have to go in and basically run through that album that last album on a show oh for for what kind of show any type of like say for instance you were going to like that local bar Mm -hmm. but how long you think you performed that night oh like three hours three hours so i'll take breaks but okay okay i got you yeah and i play you know i can play probably up to an hour of original music Mm -hmm. but then I know covers. I play like all sorts of covers. covers. So okay. yeah, you gotta, gotcha. you gotta play covers, learn, you know, it's like learn your, learn how to play your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. You know, like I am so inspired by music and music that I like and music that I grew up listening to. And you know, like, so it's like when I hear a song that I really love, I'm like, I want to learn that. I want to play it. Right. That's like the best. It's like, I don't know the, the, the pinnacle of like loving a song for me is mm-hmm. like learning it and learning how to sing it and like doing my own version of it. So, um, so yeah, learning covers I think is great. Some people will shit on it, but I think it's, you know, great to learn other people's music. Great, great. I mean that that's a lot of a lot of advice. Yeah, you know, so I, hope, you <laughs> I know, have who, all sorts of advice. Whoever's, whoever's watching is taking that in. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, what's next for Mackenzie? Um, so uh, just put out the album last year. This year I am focused on getting some kind of bigger shows. Um, I have some festivals in the works so mm-hmm. festivals that I'm playing this year. Okay. Um, so that's very exciting. I'm, I'm really stoked on that. Um, I've been kind of figuring out who my backing band is cause mm-hmm. I've played with lots of different people over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, but trying to figure out the current, you know, version of who my backing band is. So that's mm-hmm. been a big project, but I think I'm figuring that out. So I'm, I'm happy with the direction we're going there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm going on like a little mini tour in March, like down wow. to Southwest Virginia and like Asheville. And I'm mm-hmm. still like trying to kind of book that. But okay. so I have like lots of little things happening. Um, yeah. mostly just trying to like 
get my name out there a little bit more, play For some sure. play some places that are not Richmond. I've I've played Richmond a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I want to continue to play Richmond. I want to continue to play bigger shows in Richmond, but I also just I want to play some other towns, some other cities, sure. um, and just like. I don't know, reach some other markets, I guess. Mackenzie, I mean, it sounds like you got it going on for the year. So <laughs> yeah, I got I a wanna, plan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I want to give you your props and, uh, you know, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, but before we go, I want you to look at the camera to the far right there and uh, let the people know where they can find you online. Okay, wait, this one or this yeah, one? The one on the far right. Okay, I like don't know the difference from yeah, my left no, and my right. Fine, it's like fine. my one thing. <laughs> yep. How can people find me? Yeah. Okay, so. Instagram works. My Instagram handle is Mackenzie Dork. So that's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-D-O-A-R-K. My name is Mackenzie Rourke, but my Instagram handle is Mackenzie Dork. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Mackenzie Rourke, if you look up that. I have a website. Um, I have some things on YouTube, some more things coming soon to YouTube. Um, so, yeah, and then you can catch me locally if you're in the Richmond area. My next big show is January 19th at the Camel. I'm playing with full band, and there's some awesome bands that are also on that bill, so that's going to be a really fun night. Um, yeah, I try to post about my schedule and where I'm playing on, on Instagram for the most part. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good, Mackenzie. Great things going on. Yeah. Thank you for coming again. Until yeah, next thank time. thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you.